Today's scripture lesson is from Mark 9, 30 through 37. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him, and three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The word of the Lord. Let's jump right into this text. It says that Jesus was passing through Galilee. Galilee, for the early church and those early Christians would have thought, oh, I remember what Jesus did in Galilee. This is where he called us. This is where he invited us to be disciples. This is where he did healing. This is where Jesus did some kind of preparation. So, People who are reading this text hear that Jesus was passing through Galilee and we might be tipped off that, ah, maybe there's something in this for us that has to do with our own healing, our own discipleship, God preparing us for something. And then it says something very interesting in that Markan text. That Jesus did not want anyone to know he was there. Jesus wasn't looking for publicity. In fact, he wanted to do something that demanded obscurity. He didn't want anybody to know what was about to happen. This may be helpful for us who are trying to follow Jesus. We may be going through a season in our lives where we feel like God is nowhere to be found. And you can be a good and faithful person and go through that season of life where you just feel like God is not there. If Jesus is any indication... God sometimes likes to be obscure. God sometimes likes to be quiet. Sometimes God likes to be hidden. Sometimes God is doing something too deep for words and too deep to be seen and understood. And then the scriptures say he was He wanted to not have anybody know where he was because he was teaching his disciples. 
so in this chapter of Jesus' teaching, he's basically saying, I don't want any hangers-on, no groupies, no Jesus fans. This is for the people who are serious about discipleship. In fact, if you're not serious about discipleship, then you can tune out the rest of what I'm about to say. Because Jesus was obviously saying something just to the disciples, and this was serious. This was not for the faint of heart. This was not for those who just wanted to have a happy, clappy experience of the faith. He says to them, this discipleship stuff, this is hard work. Following Jesus is not easy. It's going to be demanding. There will be aspects of it that are painful. But Jesus is telling his disciples this from the get-go and telling us this as well so that when things do get difficult, we can resist the temptation to bolt and to give it up. Because Jesus said, this is going to be hard. Following Jesus is not easy. And then he says, the Son of Man will be betrayed, will be handed over and killed, and on the third day rise again. Now, We've heard Jesus say this before, and we may say, well, that's a nice philosophy of death and resurrection. It may be good theology, death and resurrection, but for the disciples, this this says, if this is going to happen to Jesus, it's going to happen to us too. If this betrayal Suffering, death, and resurrection is going to happen to Jesus. It's going to happen to Jesus' followers too. Do you see why Jesus said this is not for groupies or fans? This is for the serious. Now, you may be wondering does this mean that we're all going to end up on a cross? Well, I think it was. Peter's story in South Africa, a Methodist bishop who said, if you're going to follow Jesus, you better look good on wood. I don't sense that any of us are going to end up physically on a cross like Jesus did, but if we take Jesus at his word, there is going to be a death involved, and it may have nothing to do with whether or not we are breathing or whether the blood is pumping through our veins. But there is something in us that has to die if we're going to follow Jesus faithfully. And that is a word of great hope and encouragement to the disciples and to us, even though at first hearing it doesn't sound like a hopeful word. Friends, how many of us in our experience of following Jesus have gone through Losses that are just unspeakable and painful. Jesus said that's just part of it, but
But that doesn't have the last word. There's going to be something new that comes out of it. I have heard from brothers and sisters in Christ, in every church I've served, how they are grieving the losses of the way church used to be. They're grieving the losses of groups that were once very meaningful to them, ministries that once fed their soul, but it no longer is happening for various reasons. And there's a death that they're grieving, that we're grieving. Do you remember when this sanctuary used to be full? If you do, at some level, you're grieving that it's no longer full. If your kids or grandkids are not coming to this church or any church, you're grieving. That's a loss, a a hope that is not fulfilled. Jesus said there will be death, and on the other side of that there will be resurrection. It is not just a theology. It is not just a philosophy. It is a way of life and a message of hope for the disciples and for us. So Jesus says this, and the disciples respond (laughs) by not asking any more questions. I think we've heard enough, Jesus. And so they continue their journey, and guess what they end up talking about? It's really quite funny. I'm so glad that Mark left this in the text. It's embarrassing. The early disciples, they start arguing with each other over who's the greatest. So Jesus just gives them the goods, and they start arguing about who's the greatest. And Jesus says to them after they get to Capernaum, what were you talking about on the road? Now, you know Jesus knew what they were talking about. And I wonder if they stuttered. I wonder if they said, well, um, we were talking about who's the greatest. And he said, look, if you really want to be great, then you've got to be a servant of all. And knowing that they needed something to see, something tangible. Maybe he could see it in their eyes that they just blew him off again. He took a child, which, as Pastor Sharon said in the time with young Christians, children in that age had no respect whatsoever, no value whatsoever. He took one who was without respect and without value and said to the disciples, you need to receive those who have no respect. And when you receive them and serve them, you receive me. And when you receive me, you receive the one who sent me. This may be the challenge to us that we are called to look around at who society has written off. Who is the powerless in our midst? And to see Jesus with his arm around them, gesturing to us, saying, if you want to be great, 
serve these ones. And if we do, look closer into their eyes because you just might see the face of Christ looking back at you. Amen.